and welcome to the Wise Men Say Reaction Show. Sunderland have just beaten Plymouth Argyle 2-0 at the Stadium Alight with goals from Lee Catamull and George Honeyman. I'm James Copley and I'm joined by Colin Randall for a Wise Men Say debut from Salou Sunderland. How are you, Colin? Um, feeling pretty pretty good after winning 2-0. And how did you how did you view that game today? Well, we had to win because I think uh, Luton were winning last time I looked and Barnsley won easily. Um, I thought the first half we played well without always having much of a final edge and uh, the goal was very welcome. We lost our way a bit in the second half. Argyle, I thought, battled very well. Um, terrific uh, move for the second goal. It was a long time coming. Yeah, possibly the best performance at the stadium like this season, other than maybe Barnsley. I, I don't get to as uh, up, up from uh, London for as many games as I'd like, but that, that seems to be the consensus. Uh, sad to see Will still can't yeah, yeah. score goals from open play. And, and what did you make of Catamol and Honey? Uh, sorry, Catamol and Ledbetter in the middle. I think, looked uh, excellent Cat again, didn't they? I think Catamol and Ledbetter in the middle are. A, 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 class act at this level yeah. um, I, I thought particularly in the first half Ledbetter was superb uh, Catamol got that goal it used to be a very rare thing to say um, five league goals this but season the wing play was terrific as well yeah. uh, it was odd to see Lewis Morgan go off the boil so badly in the second half um, but uh, it was a, you know, I, 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 I thought he'd bring on what more for him, yeah. and he did. And what more made made a difference. And, and pleased with Jack Ross today, his formation, his setup, his changes. Yep, I, I thought they were spot on. Cool. Thanks for your time, Colin. I'm joined in the press box by Sunderland legend Gary Bennett. Gary, what did you make of that today? Nice and controlled, wasn't it? Yes, especially the first 45 minutes. I thought it was very dominant in the first first half of the game. Um, in the second half. You know, you expect Plymouth obviously to come out and have a goal, especially when it was only 1 0. They're still in the game. Um, they come out and played a little bit more, um, had a goal at Sunderland. But, um, you know, we needed that second goal. And I think once we got that second goal, they knew that Plymouth knew that the game was over. And what did you make of McGeady and Morgan today on the wings? They looked a real bright spark to me today. Yeah, definitely. So I think you've seen from McGeady, you know, he can win your games. If he doesn't win your games, can create the chances for you to win games as well. You know, it was always a threat on that left-hand side, especially linking up with um, Reese James. I think that partnership works very well. And, um, you know, you look at the first 45 minutes, you thought that Sunderland should have been going in at half-time, 2 or 3 nil up. One slight negative, no goal from open play from Will Grigg, but his hold-up play is very good, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So I think he was unlucky today. He just wouldn't run his way or bounce his way today. You know, it was a fantastic turn, especially in the first half, but he, his shot was straight at the goalkeeper. But he will get goals, you yeah. can see that. Um, do you think we'll catch Barnsley? Yeah, I think we'll catch Barnsley, as long as we keep winning. You know, yeah, you know, you look at Barnsley, tremendous result for him today, especially with the, when they went down to 10, 10 men. But, you know, we've got a game against um, Bristol on Tuesday, then Wickham, and then you've got that big game against uh, Barnsley in midweek. I'm joined in the tunnel by BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes. Nick, a, a good performance? Yeah, overall I thought it was. I thought they were res resilient again. Um, I thought once they got their goal, you know, got their noses in front, got the goal. Some of the football after that was was brilliant. I think if you know, you look back at it, and they could have been in at half time three and a lot. Um, you know, Plymouth, I think, were struggling to deal with the movement around the penalty area. I thought they changed things in, in the break, and they would come out a different team. Plymouth, and they did. I think Sunderland then, you know, they, they slipped back into that that fear of only being one up and mm, yeah. and, and desperately trying to look for that second goal, and not really trying to find, not really finding a way of getting in behind. Plymouth as they had done in the first half and that you know, credit in part to the way that Plymouth then set up mm -hmm. and, and played it in the second half 
Uh, you always sense that was, you know, if someone could get the second, it would be fine, which is that it, that's what it turned out to be, yeah. although, it, albeit it was late. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, the, the, the management of games is, is, is looking good again. You know, the, yeah, the yeah. fact they kept two clean sheets in a row now. I don't think McLaughlin really had a huge amount to do. He had a couple of saves to make, but they never really got in behind mm-hmm. Sunderland. Um, I thought they looked a bit leggy in the second half, but um, that's perhaps understandable because I think the, the game was played at quite a high intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big, big win with Luton winning, Barnsley. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, all the talk about Kiefer Moore missing yeah. and then they go and win 3-0 away from home with 10 men. Yeah, so, yeah. And suddenly Portsmouth have hit form again. Um, so it, it was a big win in that sense to keep the pressure cranked up on yeah, Barnsley and Luton, I think. And, and I think there's a, a growing sense of um, sort of, uh, that resilience and that self-belief and that confidence is starting to come through yeah, again yeah, yeah. now. And, at the Moment, right time momentum, isn't momentum. Yeah. just at the right time with the number of games left Honeyman's a player which or who polarises opinion the way people view Honeyman polarises opinion what did you make of him today I thought he was I, I thought one he was of his, one of his one of those busy performances mm-hmm. again you know he chases players down he chases things down he's got his goal as well um, you know I, I, I like him in the team and I think you know people reappraised him when that spell when he was out injured and realised what he does bring yeah, yeah. to the team and especially around the penalty area where you know defenders have got to start thinking when you've got players like Honeyman who, who are basically going to chase you down they're not going to yeah. let you rest on the ball I thought that was one of the interesting things about the day that there was a lot more pressure from the forward players in, in when Plymouth were going to try and play out of the back they immediately tried to press and put, put them under pressure yeah, yeah. try and force mistakes out of them I thought Smith Brown played well at right back for them actually but I thought he was quite composed and he put you know he got the ball out well but on the whole I think you know the levels of energy that, that the Sunderland are playing at. That's probably one of the reasons why that you know they do look tired at times. Yeah. But they do do seem to have now they're building in again this resilience. And, and Ross with the substitution spot on, bringing yeah, more on uh, to stretch and, the game. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting. He left it really late for <laughs> you know um, Wyke and, and Gooch to come on. But I think that again was look, nothing's actually going wrong here. Plymouth aren't actually getting in behind mm. us. We've just got to see this out in yeah, a sensible yeah. manner, which is what they did. Cool, thanks for your time, Nick. Uh, Jack, well, a solid performance overall. Yeah, I thought we were. Um, I thought we were very good first half, um, and then resilient in periods of the second half, while still carrying a threat. So, I, I think over the course of the game, we were well worth the win, and um, it's another satisfying afternoon for us. Especially a team that's in as good form as Plymouth are, and we're getting better at being resilient in that period as well. And I think the understanding that. You can't dominate a game for 95 minutes. Um, and you have to be disciplined in your shape during that period, and, and they have been. And today's an example of how the importance of that, because of course, as the game goes on, you believe that you'll create, you start to create more opportunities at the other end again. We've spoken a lot about individuals this season. It must be great to um, to have such a, a complete team performance. Yeah, they were, I mean, it's difficult to um, to pick players out from today's game because they all play such an important part on it. Because even if I look at my two central defenders, even. The, even in the period we were so dominant in the first half, that's been something that's been a little bit of an issue for us because we've had teams penned in and of course we we get thrown back the way quite easily. Whereas today, I thought their concentration levels and their positional stuff was really good, Tom and, and Jimmy, and that allowed us to continually be on the front foot. But yeah, it's one of those afternoons, particularly first half, that is really satisfying because a lot of stuff comes together. Um, but again, it's that nature of football. You don't always get your, your absolute reward for it because if we had been further ahead at half time, I think it would have been justified. Unbeaten at home, scored in every league game. Everything seems to be seems to be rosy at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> um, for this week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 
there's a lot of good there's, players have done a lot of good things this season um, I'm reading in the programme today is it the best start clubs had the calendar year now as well I only was aware of that today when I was reading the programme in here about 11 o'clock in the morning so a lot of time to fill but that in itself is just testament to this group um, I was actually looking at the league tables this morning and you know looking at points totals and the reality is you've got three, four teams in this league that have had unbelievable seasons really in terms of the points total today and they keep doing that it's going to be one heck of a finish to the season but no, there's a lot, a lot to take pride in what we've done so far and particularly in this stadium because it's a huge change and um got what five league games here to look forward to and um, you know to continue to, to produce promises let people that come and enjoy it as well and hoping to take that level of performance into the Checker Trade Trophy semi-final as well yeah we can now start to prepare and look forward to that game we've not spoken about it at all because this game was of huge importance to us um, but we understand now the significance of Tuesday the prize at stake we've had to work hard in the competition to get to this stage we'll assess every deal in the next 24 hours because they put a lot into today's game as well see where we are and we've got a really tough week Travelling wise as well with the away games. So, but I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, as I say, once the players, once you get this out of the system now, they'll they'll be the same and, and they'll be desperate to get to that final. Uh, we're outside the very windy uh, Victory Pub in Sunderland. The uh, the Indian summer's gone, hasn't it, or yeah. whatever it was, or the global warming we're having. Um, yes, <laughs> global warming we're having. We're having. We're we're a seasonal <laughs> thing. Is it not? Is it not? Well, well, it's climate change. So I guess it's all, it's all, oh, well. it's all the time, isn't it? I know, but these, they have cold days, so that means it's, it's not global. <laughs> Broadly fine. Anyway, Sunderland 2, Plymouth Argyle nil. I'm here with Rory Fallow and Mr Sunderland AFC, Mr Sunderland himself, uh, Michael Loff. Um, right, how was that, everybody? It was great, it was fun. Um, first half especially, really... Um, it was similar to when we were at our best in the Gillingham game and we were flown forward quite well. Definitely should have been more than 1-0 at half-time, especially if Greg had put his chance away just before. I felt a bit sorry for him, actually, because it was a great performance from Greg again. That's what we keep saying about him. like His all-round play is fantastic and he's been unfortunate not to get a goal. But there's just so many players. I think you could single out for performance. It's one of those just such complete team performances where everyone's in sync, where it's everyone could have a different opinion of man of the match and you can't really argue with it but Catamore and Ledbit are outstanding again in control in the base midfield seeing Lee Catamore wheel away in celebration scoring at the north stand the absolute boy <laughs> the absolute boy that is like that's I, why we I, come to these games I thought like getting relegated to, to League One was worth it because it meant I got to love Chris Maguire but seeing Lee Catamore <laughs> score at home twice in the space of what like 10 days that makes it all worthwhile Um but ahead of him, McGeady, brilliant for the assist. Well, not quite an assist, but for uh, Honeyman's goal. Who himself, Honeyman, had a really good game. And um, another shout-out to the centre-halves as well. It's another clean sheet for them. And, you know, we all know about Freddie the dartboard, that he's quite dangerous. I know he had a fitness test before the game. but Didn't really do much. Flanagan had him in his pocket yeah. all game. Yeah. Like, absolute job on him. So, just a really, really good team performance. And nice to see the Lugo 9 song going again. Because fully deserved. Looking great at right-back as well. Mickey, did you start that Luco 9 song? I can't say I started it, but I'm not really a chance starter. I'm one of these people, I kind of hear chance. It does surprise me. You're, not, you're a, a follower more than a leader. That oh, really I does. next to you in a way again. <laughs> we went to Birmingham last season and you were trying, not, uh, you were definitely trying to instigate, I would say. Yeah, but I'm more kind of, uh, I have a good ear for a chant. 
So I can hear you. I can hear you. Like, I'm connoisseur. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I will decide. Like I will decide I... whether this is worth <laughs> yeah. my vocal range. So are I... you more like when when one man yeah. sort of woman? Sorry, that was that's a bit of everyday yeah. sexism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If one person, one supporter, one massive lads fan, sort of you hear that one voice, are you the one to sort of one yeah. true voice? Take the ball and run and drive forward. The, the Aidan McGeady sort of picking up just inside the opposition half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I kind of um, I interpret the chat and decide whether it's um, whether it's worthy of fair airing and if it's not. So if you think that ridiculous, you're the one for me, son. Then absolutely not. I'm not getting involved with that. But if it's the one that I like, yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll carry it and I'll try and. Yeah, you might like um, what's his name in Gladiator? Del Toro. Is it Del Toro? When he does the uh, oh, yeah, up or yeah, down yeah. thumb. Oh, and he will de- I will decide. Everyone in the south stand turns to Mickey Lott and it's like, is, well, is this worth it? But was the Luco Nine chant worth it? Yeah, without question. Um, I'm, I'm struggling for words because I think Rory's basically given the summary of the game that I was going to give. Oh, so sack it but, us. <laughs> but, um, but no, I just um, I think the important point to pick up on was from a lot of our games this season, it's been a not great team performance. It's been a bit disjointed, but individuals have bailed us out. Right. Whereas today, I feel, especially in the first half, it was a really fluent, cohesive team performance. And I think that's the best we've played at home for a long, long time. Possibly since the Barnsley game, I'd even go as far to say, our first half as well as we've played. We created the chances, like you said, Rory, we could have been 3 0 up. I felt a bit sorry for Greg for that chance he had because although I'm in the south stand, I didn't get a great view. It looked as though the keeper was out on him. He was an excellent save. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was in the northwest corner and he did everything right. He, did, he spun on the ball too. And he looked, when the keeper saved, he looked. But on Will Grigville, what I really like about them is you don't get any kind of like Danny Graham or Joe Shelter vibes about them, which is always a good thing. Um, how, do, how do you mean by that? Because um, head what, down, kind of. You know. Because he just keeps doing the right things, yeah. and if you do the right things, usually success follows. Okay. Um, whereas with um, like Danny Graham, I'll say that like Charlie White, he's currently going through what I call a Danny Graham and Joe Shelter spell, where you look at them and you think, how have you ever scored like a goal before? He just doesn't look as though he's doing anything right. So even the day when he came on, White, he was only off the pitch a couple of minutes. But I've never seen a man so talented and mistiming a jump for a header like he does. It's always about two seconds too late when he goes up for it. Yeah. But Will Grigg, like I say, he plugs away, he does the right things. And one game, I do thoroughly believe it'll just fall from him. You'll probably score your oh, hat-trick. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a good habit of whenever a ball goes up to him, we get something from yeah. it. Like, it's, it's unreal. Like Even if he just doesn't actually go for the header, he knows when to duck out of it. And he's very aware of what's around him as well. One player we've actually not touched on is Lewis Morgan. I was just about only Robbie bloody oh, question. God, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing everyone's done yeah. today. But he, um, I, I want to say he was. Uh, I I called for him to be uh, start instead of Watmore this week, and he was absolutely fantastic yeah. that first half. He had that. Um, was he playing on the right wing? So he must have that left back's life. But he was just every time he got it, he's just. You can tell that's a player that's been picked up by a team like Celtic. You can yeah. see why, if you're playing at St Mirren and a, a team like Celtic come along and say, oh, we'll have you, and you can see why. Just looked yeah. really confident as well, didn't he? That ball to McGeady for that chance. What well, he should have, again, there's your, your three clean, as well as Catmull's goal, there's your three clear cut chances to have gone 3 0 by half time. But that was just out of nothing, and he just looked so confident. And I, he, it was like sort of. He looked like McGeady, the way he was carrying it's himself lo- in that first half. He was carrying that lovely sense of arrogance. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Like, I'm better than and you. Like, he must be learning from McGeady just to have this, like, you are better than this. And players. I think he benefits from, you know, the opposition no right. We've got to double up on McGeady. We've got to double up on Greg. 
so it's going to open up space for him and as well they, that's probably the side at the minute and now a team that is the unknown quantity of who's going to start is going to be yeah. Watmore, Gooch, Morgan so it must be harder for the opposition to prepare on that front that's a very nice little hair ruffling thing. oh yeah it must be hard for them really we've got, just hard. got so much oh, 50, you, you brought a big flag up oh <laughs> that was cute oh Lovely getting back home tomorrow. <laughs> In fairness, if a pair like that, the will steal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is true. Like, but again, it's, it's a good point. Like, they've been in really good form coming oh, into this game. Oh, really good form. <laughs> but as were Bristol Rovers. two Plymouth fans sat at the table yeah, quite near us. Oh, and, right. I'm, I'm just wait- and also that fella's dead sound. I'm just waiting for the glare. <laughs> but the, the, the actually nice point I was going to make was that's two sides in two weeks we've played who were in Are really good form. Well, because the wind stopped. The stopped. The wind stopped. A lot of Plymouth fans have surrounded me now. <laughs> They're absolutely it's rubbish. It's an audio, audio meeting. Pitchforks everything. <laughs> two, two games in two weeks where we've played side two in really good form. Bristol Rovers, I think, same. same. Only lost like one in ten or something. Oh, yeah, one in ten. Same for Plymouth. And we made both of those sides look like absolute mugs. Yeah. Like, if you looked at the difference in class between the two sides, it was, it was top of the league versus very the, bottom uh, of the just, league. There's one thing I do want to touch upon, and it's a it's been a bugbear of mine for a while. It's I miss having a team of bastards because the first half, one of our players, I can't remember who it was, but on the side that he got absolutely cleared out. McGeady. McGeady. And he oh, was yes, yeah, and yeah. it was a yellow card offence all day long. Yeah. And our players seemingly did nothing. And it's it's a it's a minor issue, but when it comes to the and it's not that much at home, but you saw when like Luton got that penalty, the old crowd around the ref, and when uh, Max Power got sent off at Warsaw, it's for me. I, I, I don't know. I, I think our players are too nice sometimes, uh, too respect it too much. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you're right, but they are being too soft now. But I remember early on in the season we played Doncaster, and that was essentially a bloodbath. That. And we really we rose about challenge, and we were like shit houses ourselves. But as I say, I don't really know where that's gone. Just to take it back to Lewis Morgan, who I was talking to Rory at the bar, and like this isn't a particularly um, up to date reference, so I do apologise for our uh, younger audience. But um, the other Harry Enfield, you're like twelve. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm only yeah, I'm only thirty years, man. But I mean, but there's people who listen to this podcast, man, who weren't even alive at the turn of the millennium. You know what I mean? So even by my standards, they're young. But the point I was going to make is. But then, if people seen them, like Association of Football, that's Harry Enfield and Chum Sketch, where Charles, Charlie Charles on the wing gets a ball and it's literally glued to his foot. Yeah. That was the way Lewis Morgan was playing in the first half. Like, it doesn't matter how hard the ball's kicked, he was just killing it stone dead. And even when people were trying to get the ball off him, I loved your like, kind of analogy on the podcast the other day when it was like, you know, the embarrassing little gimps thing when McGee yeah, was like throwing the snowballs. But Lewis, that, that was what Lewis Morgan was like yeah. today. He was kind of like, are you really trying to get the ball off yeah. me in this tight space? Like, there's three of you, man. What are you, what are you doing? Why is it even attempting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same accent. What are you doing? Embarrassing. Disgusting. So we've got Bristol Rose on Tuesday. You're going down, aren't you, Mickey? I'm going down, right? Got cup fever already. You got cup fever. You staying over as well? I'm not staying over, man. I'm coming no. straight back. But um, yeah. Are you excited? Are you, do you think we're going to do this on Tuesday? Yeah. I, I, yes. I think I think we've just got that momentum. I think even for the rest of the season now, like I was sort of like my nerves were going a bit, and especially after the Akron game, yeah. being like, oh, it's going to be playoffs only. And I know we, we are still out with the. Um, we're not in the top two yet, but we win that game in hand, or if we beat Barnsley as yeah. well. And, 
it's all in our hands and we're just looking solid again. Is it? Is, I know we, we want we want to sort of like get that hammer, and I thought it might have maybe happened today, but That'll we do. are we are do. we are looking just really solid at the moment. Yeah. So it's, I, it's, I just feel like momentum's with us. Wembley finals happening. So and. It, Champions, not just on. Oh, right, you've gone, you've gone from. I've gone full Craig Clark, I've gone full media. <laughs> We're gonna win Positive. the bastardly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite interesting because after that run of fixtures where we had uh, Blackpool, Accrington, and Gillingham, and everyone's a bit like, oh, we should have. If we won all then, Christ! I know, yeah. Well, it's like, eight on the, like six on the bounce. But it shows the, import- the, it's, it, it shows the importance of. On brand. I, I, said, I said this on one of the pods early in the season, I think it's when we were going through that. And we had those draws against like Fleetwood at home and Oxford. It's the same kind of run. S- similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying at that time, well, it's about just keeping yourself in a position to have a run of keep games touch, to, to put to push yourself into the the top two. It, you know, it's what we did under Roy Keane. We did did it to a lesser extent under Mick McCarthy when we got promoted. And it does happen quite a lot. And we're in that position now. And it, we, it does we're just not losing. Yeah, exactly. Lose. And, and it makes those draws arguably look all the more important that yeah. we didn't lose and we came back from losing positions against you know against Blackpool and obviously against that and it come from two goals down. We're in, we are in a really good position now, and if we can just keep this momentum going. Like I say, it's totally in our hands. Just to bring the conversation back to the Checker Trade Trophy, what would everyone do in terms of team selection on Tuesday? Do you go full strength? I, or do you, uh... Um, personally, yeah. I mean, no. Um, I know it's one of these things where you have to, like, where some managers give, like, a bit of credence to the, the, the players that have got them there, you know, putting Reuter in net or Sturk in the centre half and all that. But fuck that. It's like, yeah. you have to, This is the chance. Yeah. Everybody, like, it's bad because I've already been thinking about how am I going to get away yeah, like, yeah, do I need yeah. to cancel the hotel or my whatever my dad has everything ready to go exactly should the fin- and it's when just, the final whistle goes if we win to just book now it's just no I don't want any there's no form of sentiment to any of the players it's, it's a cutthroat business yeah. and we have to go to Wembley yes. Lee, we Lee, how he said this on, on yeah. Monday's pod as well did. Uh, th- there might be necessary changes because of fitness and whatever and you, you know understand if maybe someone like Catamore comes out the side because yeah. he's just come back to fitness McGeady maybe as well you might want to protect a little because they're going to they're going to be well up for it as well. Bristol absolutely like they, they're going to want to trip the trip to Wembley like you know it's a, it's a chance to god again this sounds very I don't mean this is in a hair ruffle patronising way yes you do a little bit but the Checker Trade Trophy is Arguably more of a big deal for someone like Bristol Rovers than it is for us. Uh, well, I don't know. You know what I mean, though. Like we 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 were in the League Cup final quite only five well five years ago a day. Funny yeah. enough, Bristol Rovers probably aren't going to get something like that. Whereas we could realistically get but something like, like that the, again. And we've had we've had those those cup finals. But then you saw it on Tuesday night when Berry played. I'm Portsmouth. not belittling it by the way. No, I'm desperate for us to get no, there. No, desperate no, for us to win. I'm just saying if you're going down that route, it's like. Portsmouth won the FA Cup and they were going out for leather against true. Berry. Uh, yeah, true. And like true. Berry smashed them for um, for a half. I just and mean then, in, the, in, in the case of that, Bristol Rovers aren't going to be like doing this by half. So I think in the ball, oh we no, need no, they're going to be well. It's massive. In, in terms of a change, I wasn't really suggesting kind of obviously whole skill ones, but I was just thinking more of maybe putting Max Power in or get Gucci yes. involved. Get like. Well, that's the thing because the the depth in exactly, our squad exactly. you can rotate it like yeah. that. We, we were talking about that on Thursday. Like there's so many like. I know he's got a knock, but Oviedo wasn't. McGeoch wasn't in the squad. Bolden wasn't even in the you squad. You mean the McGeoch, the best player, the best player, player midfield ever? It was like the best midfielder, <laughs> apart from Grant Ledbetter and Lee Catamol, who were just like, keeping them out the team. Absolute yeah. boyos. <laughs> Six out of ten, McGeoch. But yeah, no, this is not the place for negativity or digs to anyone. Um, 
after but you've just had a dig at negativity. It's Tom that brought up in the first place. I just don't, I just don't get this idea of uh, how players get better the longer they're out. The longer they're out. Yeah. I call it the Fraser Campbell syndrome. Yeah, David oh, Myler Kevin as well. Kyle. Oh, David Myler, I'd have gone different for different generation. Me, me and Mickey had the whole connection going on there. Yeah, the, thing, nice. the thing with Kevin Kyle, though, he was actually he was, <laughs> he was actually really good for a season under Mick Matt, where he scored 15 goals before yeah. the injury. Yeah. Stewart. So yeah, so at least he'd done something to warrant that. Whereas I think um, Fraser Campbell scored about two league goals for us before the injuries. But suddenly he came back, he scored a world against Norwich and Stuart Pearce puts him in the England squad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, do we have anything we need to plug? Um, I, well, the Terry Butcher pods will be out yes. soon, probably. All uh, the boyos went down to uh, all went down. Ipswich. Gareth took his fleece to Terry Butcher's house. <laughs> it looked look, look quite uh, a <laughs> nice blurb run. Yeah, on it the but no, it's Gareth's fleece. Um, but no, by all accounts, from what they what they were saying in our group chat, apparently he was a dead canny bloke and really good um, insight stories. So look forward to that coming out soon. And the Monday yeah. pod, we'll be back yeah, on Monday be, um, for stuff. It'll be good to hear Butcher's side of the story because obviously it was, it was a period of our time which isn't really touched on a lot and a lot of fans kind of get on his back a little bit so we'll be good to hear his side of the story about everything. Nah, that'll do, all the best. So I'm joined in the victory by Sunderland fans Archie, Nick and Neil. How are you doing lads? Very yeah. good, very, very happy. Yeah, and what did we make of the game? Uh, I thought we were completely dominated in the second half. I, Plymouth were never going to score. That was a two chances, but um, there was definitely a goal coming. Second half was a bit more flat, but uh, three points. You can have to get them when you're in the position we're in, anyway. Best performance of the season at home? Possibly, yes. Uh, going back to that uh, 2-0 draw with Barnes. Uh, who was at the beginning? Anyway. Um, I thought 0-9 was uh, looked a very improved player um, and McGee really put a very solid performance in under the match for me. And who impressed you today, Neil? I th- well, he says... Um, no, ex-Celtic player. I thought, he could, I thought he could have done a lot better. A lot better. Um, but... In the day, it was the points, not the performance. We're getting to the stage of the season where, which where it does worry me. We need the points. It's not the performances anymore. I mean, uh, we're, we're unbeaten, unbeaten at home, and we've scored in every league game. So, I mean, I know we had a, a frustrating run of draws, but it's it seems to be there for us, doesn't it? Well, we're not losing, but we're we're losing. We're dropping a lot of points, and it is a bit of a concern when we come to the playoffs. I'm not sure if, looking at that team, if we're a playoff team, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. Not like a cup team. Like a knockout team, if you know what I mean. So I hope we can just keep on winning. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in the performance if we can keep. And to be honest, I'm not bothered about the game against Bristol midweek. I'd rather, I'd rather go then go to Wembley Archie you must be bothered about that. you must be bothered about that game surely yeah um, I don't think it's the best opportunity we'll get in a long time to say something enough to a couple of Wembley so when we're in this league we've got to make the most of it if, um, we've definitely got a much better chance of winning there than the playoff final so yeah I think it'll be a good experience if we get to that final do you think we'll go up automatically 
I hope, yes, I do. Um, I think last time we spoke, with, uh, we were talking about three games in hand. Now we've got one game in hand. That won't get us top, or will get us second. I think Jack Ross really does want Tuesday out the way and then concentrate on the league. Um, I'm three times unlucky at Wembley, Neil is four times. I'm, I'm one, so <laughs> once. maybe Archie will be the lucky charm if we get this. Well, he's one. Oh, he went once as well. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I truly think it's going to be a, a double, if you like, this season. Not the championship, but promotion and cup win. Promotion and cup, I think everybody will be happy with that. Thanks for your time, lads. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. I must have told you that before, but um, when my dad was depressed, the dogs with us.